Welcome to the Gritty Leaders Club, a podcast that asks the hard questions about leadership. Each episode explores the tension or paradox of leadership, asking how founders, entrepreneurs, and scale-up CEOs decide which way to turn. My name is Ian Windle. And I'm Ben Wales. Joining the two of us, we'll have guests, founders and leaders of successful businesses, sharing their stories, as well as authors, keynote speakers, and experts digging into the rough and smooth of leading. If you like what you hear, subscribe and join the club. Tell us your opinion, ask a question, or introduce a guest. We'd love to hear from you. Here we are, Ian, our zero episode of Gritty Leaders Club. And you and I have known each other for going on 10 years, more than that. Let's help our audience get to know us. So, Ian, introduce yourself in, in 90 seconds. Well, let's let's try the 90-second version. I started my career in the Foreign Office, and I travelled around the world for 16 years, various European capitals, and in the Far East in Hong Kong for three. Fascinating career. And towards the end of my career, I decided I wanted to break away, and I did an MBA at Henley Business School something we've got in common, and then decided, as a lot of MBAers do, is to get into consulting in, in some sort of way, shape, or form. So I joined a Swedish international learning and change management business, and for the next nine years, ran that business in the UK. And we worked with huge corporates like Toyota and Lexus and HMRC and BP, and I loved it. <clears throat> and I did that for as I say, 10 years. Towards the end of that time, I was building up my fascination in leadership and actually starting to do some ad hoc coaching of leaders I was working with and so on. And it became clear to me that that's the direction I I wanted to go in. So Mm -hmm. I left Selamy in 2006 and started my own business. And I started off doing change and communication work with various partners did a lot of work in the National Health Service in the UK and and then started once again being drawn much more into leadership and in 2012 joined Vistage as a group chair where I started to do a lot of coaching mentoring with chief executives and managing directors three years ago I started to do a lot of speaking to build on my international speaking and speaking to groups of leaders across the UK around leadership and around, as you know, my passion, a book I'm writing called The Leadership Map. And and that's what I do now. I spend my time between coaching, speaking, and running various forms of leadership development programs for private clients. And Ian, you've left out a really important element there. Jacqueline will not forgive me. Just tell us who, who's in the building with you right now. Well, uh, my wife, Jacqueline, we've been married for 31 years uh extraordinary lady who keeps me going and keeps uh, pushing me and she's my business partner to a large extent too and we've got two uh, gorgeous daughters uh, twin girls who are 18 which we adopted from vietnam at five months old and they're doing brilliantly and we've got a little dog called pickle as well so ben tell us about yourself in 90 seconds well, Ian, I'm a rocket scientist turned CEO turned coach and author today. Close to 25 years ago, I left university with a master's degree in aeronautics and astronautics and began my first job 
a rocket scientist for the UK's equivalent of NASA. It was very interesting science and engineering, however, at a glacial pace. The programme I worked on two decades ago finally entered service just four years ago. I needed something faster paced, and Elon Musk and SpaceX were not yet on the scene. Had they been, things might have been very different for me. I pivoted into what turned out to be a 19-year career running and growing startup and scale-up companies. I spent a lot of time between two entrepreneurial hotspots, Stockholm and London, and I cut my teeth as a leader. Dial forward and following the acquisition of one of the companies I'd led, I became interested in the common ingredient of the breakthrough moments we'd experienced. Each time my team, which was a great team, had suddenly pulled together in a way that outperformed all expectations, my expectations, the team's own expectations, everybody's. Strategy is important. Investment and financial runway is important. Differentiation is important. For us, it was the team that provided the critical advantage in those breakthrough periods. I was already partway through a second degree, a master's in coaching and behavior change at Henley Business School. This gave me the opportunity to learn in depth about group dynamics and high-performing teams. So today I work with leaders of scale-up companies, sometimes the founder, sometimes a managing director or chief exec, leading the company through its scale-up phase. And I work with their leadership teams and individual leaders, coaching them and working with them towards high performance and strong, strong leadership and breakthrough moments. Like you, Ian, part of my work with founders and leaders is in a Vistage CEO group. And another thing we've in common is I'm writing a book. It's titled, Is This a Question? If we ignite questions in our organisations, it can lead to insights and with action, insight creates advantage. But very few organisations are good at questioning. So is this a question looks at how to create a culture in which asking questions leads to better and then exceptional questions and insight and advantage. Outside of work, I'm in lockdown at home in Surrey with my lovely wife, Lucio, and our three children who are persuading me to find down-to-earth interests and pursuits after, as you know, I broke quite a few ribs uh, last autumn at 6,000 feet in a skydiving accident. Wonderful, wonderful. <clears throat> it's uh, it's interesting and perhaps not surprising. We've got a lot in common when we start looking back on our journeys. And uh, I think the more we spend time together, the more we find another thing in common, which is great, isn't it? Why don't we move into what is the Gritty Leaders Club and why is it a club? I'll answer that in reverse order, Ian. A club is two or more people coming together behind a common purpose. We've got two of us, you and I. And I hope this will grow as any good club does. Our common purpose is leadership and high-performing teams, both of which are important ingredients for SME and scale-up companies to succeed and grow and achieve great things for their customers and for their, for their people and for their owners. That's where both you and I have been drawn in our careers. And this podcast, the Gritty Leaders Club, is really born out of lockdown and the conversation we've had together about how we reach a bigger audience when we can't leave our front rooms. 
the podcast's first name, its working title was the Extraordinary Leaders Club. But we quickly dispensed with that because, you know, leadership is not glossy. Many of the books make leadership sound glamorous, straightforward and a beautiful thing. Our own experience of leadership is it's far more gritty. Sure, there's beautiful moments, but many more where leaders are torn. They don't know which way to turn or they have to steel themselves to unpleasant tasks and journeys into the unknown, facing fears. But when leaders do these things and make decisions when they don't have a map, it's well worth it. And here we find the moments of brilliance and the teams and companies that become beyond compare. We'll be talking to extraordinary leaders, definitely. And it's these less beautiful leadership lessons we'll be digging for, gritty leadership. Mm, I I love that, Ben, because uh, I, I always think one of the things about leadership is if you're finding it easy, you're probably not doing it very well. This is hard stuff. It's gritty stuff, as we've discovered. And I think that's why we came to this title, which which sums it up nicely for us, I think. So why don't we go into some of the things we are going to put on this podcast, some of the areas we're going to explore and tell the listeners, what are we looking forward to particularly? One of the most enjoyable parts of of putting Gritty Leaders Club together has been writing the hit list of episodes and finding the, the tension or paradox of leadership we want to explore in each one. And one that I'm looking forward to is titled Dream or Dream Team. As people get to know us, they're going to notice you talk a lot about having an unreasonable dream and vision. And I talk about the importance of having an uncommonly good team. High-performing teams are incredibly rare. You and I can, and we do, wrestle and argue about which one of these is most important. So dream or dream team is when we'll settle our differences. And fair warning, Ian, get ready. Yeah, that'll be good fun. I know it will. Um, really looking forward to that one. I suppose there's lots I'm looking forward to. As you say, it's been great fun putting the different episodes together. But the one that I guess in the last month or so when I've been speaking around the country, I've adopted this phrase, lazy leadership. And so we've we've got one of our episodes to look at what is lazy leadership. And to, and to give people just a little example of that, we come into work on a Monday morning, especially when we used to all work in, in real offices, but we can equally do it on Zoom or anyone else. And we congregate with our, our peers and we tend to go up to them and say, how was your weekend? And then we carry on making our coffee and we don't really listen for the answer. And we maybe ask them another question and then we go back to our desks and get on with our work. That is so lazy as a leader. It's almost irresponsible in my view. We've got this massive opportunity to really get to know our people, which is one of the key things leaders must do. And we should be asking questions about what they're passionate about to create a connection with them on every opportunity. Because when we create that connection, when we deepen that trust, when we get that vulnerability, when we open up, they start to give us more back. 
And I've got lots of stories that we'll bring out in that episode, which I think will really bring to light what is lazy leadership, because it's the reverse, really, of what we're talking about, which is gritty leadership. Great. And it's an uncomfortable question, isn't it? At the end of the day, the end of the week, where have I been lazy in my leadership? Mm. Brilliant. Mm. Brilliant. I look forward to that, too. Let's dive into something else now. A question I expect will become a staple of the podcast as we explore gritty leadership with our guests. Ian, tell me, what experience do you think of when I ask you for a personal gritty leadership story? Yeah, it's a great question, isn't it? And and I, I suppose one that really springs to mind is I mentioned earlier that I've done a lot of work in the past, actually over a sort of 10-year period as a consultant with Toyota and Lexus. And what a brilliant organization they are. And one of the big programs I worked on right at the beginning of those 10 years was something for the managing director of the UK, a guy called Stuart McCulloch. And he was leading a program called Legendary Customer Service. We created this change stroke learning stroke communication program for every person from the MD to the the valeters from all over the country. Very inclusive program. And what was legendary customer service? Well, a legend is a story. And what they wanted was all their people to deliver something that was above expectations. And if it was above expectations, then the customer would tell a story. And what they're saying is if you deliver to expectation, so if you go into a shop or get a service or a product and you expect something, you're not going to tell a story about it. But if it's above expectations or dare I say, below expectations, there's probably a story you might tell down the pub or at the dinner party. And so their whole ethos was to create this culture around delivering above expectation. Now, this, of course, was brilliant. And what it did is it opened up all the stories that had already gone on where some people were already delivering. But it also raised the bar and got people to think, well, what does that mean? And what could I do? And it empowered people to come to work and do other things. And it made leadership change the way it worked in Lexus. It made leaders go in and start demanding more, creating programs that would drive changes in behavior, changing training and development programs and changing conversations to make them much tougher with their people. So it really raised the bar above the ordinary to deliver the extraordinary, which it really, I found seeing that in the flesh work in a great organization like that. And of course, that came from their strategy because their strategy was all about how do we differentiate ourselves against the, against the competition and the competition being, you know, BMW, Mercedes, Volvo, Jaguar, the luxury car makers were not differentiating on customer service they might have thought it was it was good but as we know from the motor car industry it's at best average and so lexus are really taking a march in that area so this was a very joined up organization looking at their strategy looking at what the culture was to be looking at how to serve the customer and raising the bar from the ordinary to the extraordinary crisp this up for me ian what is the gritty leadership lesson to take from your story I think because the dialogue, the conversation between the leader and the member of staff who worked in his team changed. It changed from do your job. Here it is. There's the job description. This is what you have to do to 
let's set the bar really high. What would deliver above and beyond expectation really look like? What would you have to do? Let's get you thinking. Let's get you interacting with customers and colleagues in a different way. Let's make it as high as caliber we could make it so that people will walk away. And the output from this is if people are going to say you're exceptional, then you are. And if they're not, then you're not. It's about what your customers are going to say. Lexus win JD Power Customer Excellence Awards every year for customer service. They're right at the top there. And that's no accident. They focused on this. They win these awards. And the loyalty from their customers is, is extraordinary. There's a, there's a great lesson in there about how gritty leaders perhaps constantly raise the bar, stretch people beyond where they, they might want to be. Thanks. And let's wrap it up. Tell me, what is it that, that you've noticed or, or learned as we've pulled together the Gritty Leaders Club? I've realized that actually I like talking about gritty leadership and leadership in general. I, actually, it's, it's wrong to say I quite like talking about it. I'm passionate about it. This is what gets me out of bed in the morning. This is what I have to put the pause button on to make sure I do balance my life and go off and, and play golf and, and spend the time I should do and I need to do and I love to do with my family. But this is this is more than a job for me. I love doing this. I love talking about it. And I love the fact that when we get into a subject area, we debate it. We don't always agree with, with each other, which is fantastic. We know that's important. And we learn and grow ourselves by engaging in this constant dialogue. So I'm really hyped up about doing this. I'm buzzing about this uh, series of episodes about the gritty leadership. And I'm so pleased we've started it. What about you, Ben? What have you taken? Where's your head at the moment around this podcast we're doing? I agree with your thoughts there. I agree you and I like to disagree as well. Hopefully we're a good pair for this. What I've noticed as we've pulled this together is I've started scanning the people I meet, the leaders around me, the leaders in the, in the headlines and asking myself, are they gritty? And... And, and I'm, I'm noticing a surprising number of gritty leaders. I'm noticing those that lack grit. And I'm noticing those that I look and think, you know, you're not a leader at all. But it's really interesting to, to notice those moments of gritty leadership rather than those moments of shining leadership. Mm. Okay, Ian, thanks. Zero episode done. And we'll be back here shortly. The title of our next episode is No Grit, No Pearl. See you then. Can't wait for it. Cheers, Ben. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gritty Leaders Club. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe and join the club. If you'd like to ask a question or offer an opinion or even suggest a guest, please get in touch with Ian at ianwindle.com or Ben at benwales.com. We'd love you to join our club and tell us what you think.